The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everybody, and welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, 3330, me, Illuminator Griffin McElroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so pleased to be the ones to reveal to everyone who didn't watch the Super Bowl last night that Spuds McKenzie is back. He's back! Yeah, he's Spuds is back. Big ba- dog. The big dog is back and he's starring in like the only commercial that like did something. It was like the only commercial that I remember because it had a dog that drank beer, which is very, very good. Very good. It's very, very good stuff. And every other commercial was like, oh, no, my dumb, ugly brother turned into a babe because of this product. <laughs> <laughs> tight my brother's so smoking hot now um so congratulations spuds mckenzie and whatever beer product i don't quite remember you represent because you've won it you won the big game it, but it, it's easy to remember because the name's right in there sort of no that's yeah. not it i'm pretty sure it's yingling spuds, I think it's mckenzie i think it's big dog beer i think it's called big dog beer that's right travis because it tastes so bad and uh, dogs will drink it too that's how that's the flavor profile. The it's actually yeah. made for dogs. That's it's what most people don't dogs, know. But humans can drink it too. That's mm-hmm. Spuds' tagline. <laughs> so Spuds McKinsey was created in 1987. Everybody got very hey, upset. Hey, so was I. Yeah, exactly. Everybody got very upset about Spuds McKinsey because they thought that it was a that it was marketing beer to kids because it was no. a chill, fun dog, right? Mm. And that uh, uh, they retired Spuds in 1989. Because there was a lot of controversy that he was like that this was targeted at kids. So that seems silly. But then Spuds McKenzie shows back up in 2017 and yeah. I was nine when he went off the air and I was pretty fucking stoked to see Spuds well, McKenzie. So okay, like, but there is a chance that maybe he did, in, in fact, have a large yeah, market sure. impact on America's youth. To be fair, credit where credit is due, though, I, I did appreciate how this time they made sure that this Spuds McKenzie commercial was not for kids, that -hmm. this was for adults only. And it was just a lot of dog boners. A lot of dog hogs. That is a good point, Travis. And I was made uncomfortable by the many dog penises. And I had to, I looked away and I made my family look away. Tone Loke's song, Funky Cole Medina, lists Spuds McKenzie as one of the dogs trying to get into his house. Oh, so now he's... So wait, now that's another one for Tone. I don't remember Funky Cole Medina having that much plot in it. <laughs> it's a long... There's a... Yeah, there's a long uh, plot of uh, Is Cole there a Medina. verse? It's just like, and then I shut <laughs> the door. And then it's not a problem anymore because dogs... Dogs can't get through doors unless they have a special door installed in the door. And I don't have... My God, I don't the window. I forgot to close it. 
it's actually kind of an epic poem. Uh, yeah, really. It's it's the, the Gilgamesh the, of our time. <laughs> the harpies crashed my boat. Oh, what? what? Why are you on a boat now? The fleece was mine. Wild <laughs> thing. <laughs> we weren't fooled, Tone. We weren't fooled. <laughs> we weren't fooled by your theft. By your nice beat try. theft. How nice about that? F- how about that football game too? Because a lot of people were confused at during the point where they lost the ball mm-hmm. and they couldn't they couldn't play for a little bit because the ball was gone. You remember? Like I, thought- I guess I guess one of the boys threw the football super hard and then like. I, and I was watching on the on the camera. They had all those the, all those wonderful cameras filming it. And I swear to God, I just couldn't see where the ball went. And then they couldn't play for a while until somebody ran to Toys R Us and bought a new football. You know, Griffin, the craziest part of the game to me, yes. what mm. I thought, what I thought was the craziest part, where the game ended in a tie, and mm. the the Birdmen and the like American Soldier Men, they were like, we did great. That was yeah. everybody played good in it, and they shook hands. And they were back in their locker rooms getting changed. Some of them were already in their khakis. And then, like, somebody ran in. They're like, wait, wait, wait. We just checked the rule book. We and, have to keep, and it we can't, have to keep it going. can't end in a tie. And they were like, what? What? Yeah, you have to keep playing. And so half of them were still out in their khakis and polos. Yeah. Exchanging Christmas gifts. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, the well, season, let's play Sorry, some Justin more. makes a good point that the season goes through Christmas. So they don't get to celebrate Christmas until... After the Super Bowl, and it's right, really right. It, it, uh, where's that movie? A Super Bowl Christmas? Where's that film? That's what I want to see. Um, so yeah, they I, I remember now. Travis hearing about it in the news. They ran in the locker room. And they're like, it can't end in a tie. And they're like, well, this is unprecedented. What should we do? And they're like, I don't know. We could flip a coin to decide the fate of the final football game. Are you sure that's a good idea? Yeah, let's just flip a coin. It's like the last football game, and the whole planet is watching, and other planets are also tuned in. And uh, yeah, we got a tie in our hands. So let's just flip an old coin. We're, and we're gonna old- let one of you boys d- try to do a touchdown, and and the other guys. And are the like, other guys, can we try to can do we try a- no, sorry, they guessed which side the coin would be on because it's football. It's football. You know, I did like I did like how they did it. It was just a one-on-one touchdown. So one guy with the ball, one guy trying to stop him. It yeah. was like some like NFL, you know, like two K sports kind of stuff where just one guy running and the other guy chasing him, and he did get in the touchdown zone. He did get in there. Yeah, Spud McKenzie's real name was Honey Tree Evil Eye. And she Holy was from Pennsylvania. Fucking That's shit. Pretty good. It was a lady. Did you know that? A lady dog? Spud McKenzie was a lady dog named Honey Tree Evil Eye. Do you think that they cast a, a lady dog so that they wouldn't have to deal with dog boners? With the dicks. Um, yeah. That seems like a 100% probability, Scraps. That would, that, I would put that on one hundo. Yes. I love, uh, he's the original party animal, and I loved it. He just loved to party, and he was out there having good times, and he cared about friends. It was weird to me, the mm. overtly sexual attention that Spuds McKenzie received from ladies in print ads. Um, oh, yeah, she loved troubling. him. Yeah, she loved him. They loved him. Yeah, but it's still a dog. It's not like Joe Camel, where it's an anthropomorphized camel. Oh uh, yeah, I'll fuck Joe Camel for sure. Right. I thought I thought that Lady Gaga's performance in the middle of the game was a big surprise. Very few people saw that saw that coming that she was going to show up and do, put on a little concert for everybody. Mm-hmm. I and love I the also, duet between her and Spuds McKenzie. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, which it was scary at first because at first they thought it was just a wild dog storming the field. So they tried to shoot the dog, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't, this was, this is no dog's purpose. He may, he avoided all of the shots and he got up on stage and Lady Gaga was like, please stop shooting at me and this dog. And then they sang all their songs. I wasn't expecting Lady Gaga's performance, which was fucking phenomenal to be quite such a stunt spectacular because oh, boy, yeah. she, she just kept jumping off of things. Do you think that there was someone when she jumped off the top of the arena who went, well, well, that's the end of the show, is this, I guess. Is this, is this art? Is this part of the performance art? I, Jesus. She also had a flotilla of robots at her command. And if I if I had given you an infinite amount of time, if you put a mm. bunch of monkeys in a room with typewriters, yeah. and given them an infinite amount of time to guess what Lady Gaga would do with a flotilla of robots at her command, I bet pretty low on the list would be form an American flag and then later the Pepsi logo. Yeah. It seems like that would not be how Gaga would use her flotilla of uh, robots at No, her I command. mean, she would basically be like a fucking Call of Duty villain. Mm-hmm. She, she would fucking use those drones to take over the Pentagon or something like that. This is Gaga's country. This is One Nation Under Gaga now. When she jumped, there was this moment where I was like, are they going to form a fucking glider underneath <gasps> her? Like Green Goblin style? Oh like that, my. That, I was so Megamind shit. Yeah, exactly. I was so excited. But no, Ooh, no Travis. big action. Oh, man. Travis, uh, just made a, Travis just made a dope Megamind, Paul. <laughs> I love Megamind. This is a good movie, man. Dude, Didn't get the press it deserved. You've got to Megamind, dude. That Can flick, Can we do though. a retroactive Megamind watch? Hell yeah. Anytime. Go watch Megamind. It's great. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Megamind at one point puts on a hologram that for some reason, inexplicably, looks like Greg Kinnear. Like, almost exactly like Greg oh. Kinnear. Sick. Never addressed. There's a Neil Young song. A song. It's an anti-sellout anthem called "This Notes for You." Obviously, parroting the Budweiser thing. And Neil Young says he ain't singing for spuds in the title track of the album. Man, uh, Neil Young, you track. really fucking you stuck shit. at the spuds. Damn, Neil, you really made me think about some stuff by slamming that beer dog. I really need to reevaluate some stuff because Neil Neil put forward another thinker. You really put that fucking dog on blast. Um, you taught that dog. Can we do the stuff that we do? Griffin Spuds McKenzie oh, is back. I know, and I'm fucking feeling it. I had a hard you time sleeping last it. night. You don't remember it. Of you course I remember it. It's a dog that likes to party on beer with friends. <laughs> there is a pretty good, though, like... In an alternate reality where Spuds McKenzie did not exist in 1987 to 1989, and he just appeared last night, uh. that ad would have set the world on fire. <laughs> yep. Are you kidding me? Why is the dog a ghost? Why yeah. is he talking? Why does he drink beer? I, why does he want you to party with your buds? I do not understand. Hi, kids. This is, this is three old man macros talking to you now. There was a time in America where an animal was your go-to beer-selling device. For yeah. example, three frogs, each one saying Budweiser, doesn't sound funny to you now, but back in our day, that was the shit. It was that on was good, t-shirts. Yeah. There was Everybody the, referenced it everywhere. There was, there was the Coors Light Snake, and he <laughs> would just show up, and you would reach into your fridge, and you'd be like, time for a, a nice, crisp, natural light. Ow, fuck! And then you pull back your hand, you've been bitten, and you die. And then it's a sort of a morality tale. I believe Coors Light had a wolf. 
Yeah, yeah a sweet pretty wolf. sure it's just the sn- I'm going th- I'm looking at Wikipedia now. It's just the Coors snake. You know, I'm just now realizing that the mm. Budweiser frogs uh were referenced in our television program and Swans McKenzie wasn't. So there goes another oh, shot of relevance it. that Fuck. we could have um, oh, well. let's please God. Okay, we're not gonna have another one. He was one just of those called Beer Wolf? Sorry? What? The Coors Light Wolf was just called Beer Wolf. Beer Wolf? I think and it was supposed started, to be a play on Werewolf. He started up his own podcast network. For somebody who's never heard it said out loud. <laughs> I think so. Beer, beer Wolf? That's kind of like... Wolf. Oh, well. All right. And Beer, beer Wolf. Wolf came out before Spuds McKenzie. So Spuds McKenzie was the fucking Hydrox or the yeah. Oreo or whatever. Uh... Hey guys, I'm a huge Space Jam fan. Fuck yeah. And for Christmas, my friend ordered me a Michael Jordan Space Jam jersey. However, Whoa. he lives across our big ass state, and while the jersey was supposed to arrive while I was visiting, it didn't. He said he will mail it to me when he arri- when it arrives, but now it's February and still no Space Jam jersey. I really want this jersey. So how do I ask this him the status of my Christmas gift without sounding like a greedy asshole? That's Hannah from Texas. You gotta get this jersey. You gotta get the jersey. You gotta get the jersey. You gotta get it. There's no social faux pas too great if you if it ends with you wearing the Space Jam Toon Squad Jordan jersey. Holy shit, that's a good look though. That's a good look. Can you imagine like rolling up to like your your weekly just like pickup basketball game? Oh, but what's that? You have a sweet ass new Space Jam jersey? Yeah, I don't want to play with you. You have cartoon stretch powers, and that's absolutely cheating. I won't be party to that. Could you tell your friend that you're trying to line up your Halloween costume a little early this year, and you just yes. want to confirm thumbs up or thumbs down status of the jersey? Hmm. I mean, you could also just tell them that since you told me that this thing exists and it belongs to me, my mm. life has been spent in anguish every moment that I know it's mine, but I do not have it. And the only <laughs> that- way to bring peace to my troubled mind is for you to either come to me and give me the jersey personally or mail it right now and I, I will I will Venmo you some, some cash. That seems I- like a pretty good, actually, like, I don't think it's rude to let your friend know that your frothing demand increases for this jersey. Like, you only, this is all you can think about. Please, please release me from this prison. It's all I can think about. Please, why have you done this to me? What if you get the jersey uh-huh. and you had to work so hard, you did drive all the way from, from you know, from East Texas behind the Pine Curtain all the way over to Amarillo? And you're like, I've I've made my journey. I've finished my quest. Let me get that jersey. And you open it up and you look at the back and it says Jorbin on it. Uh. <laughs> and you're like, who would make this? Who would even make who would print this jersey out and be like, Yeah, well, thank you for calling Toon Squad Jersey Manufacturing. This is Greg. How can I help you? And like, let me get one that says Jorbin on it. And you're like, Are you sure? Because I've seen the movie many times and we kind of make I kind of we kind of make like novelty. You sure Jorben? Yeah, that was the man's name, Michael Jorben, number twenty six. <laughs> and you get so mad, and you throw it in a fire, and you scream at your friend, only to then find out that that was a limited edition, like misprint, yeah. that's worth a million dollars, or not. His name really is Michael Jorben, and we've all been saying it wrong this whole time. But he's he's a very polite man. Um, do you guys want to Yahoo? Are you worried about Space Jam 2 not. in that? No, just hold on a second. 
I'm now, a little now worried just about hold space. Hold on one second. Just one second. I'm Justin's about to about... say something super important, and we almost <laughs> yeah, this missed is it. Ve- no, this is no. I'm serious. This is very important. I'm a little worried that our social media just existences once Space Jam Two becomes closer to fruition, yeah, is just going to become untenable. Oh, I've like, been thinking. I've been thinking about leaving Twitter for quite some time, and I think that's going to be the old escape pod. It's going to be the one, right? Because it's just going to be a lot of people tweeting Space Jam Two information at us pretty much constantly. Yeah, maybe we should just start uh, like a separate account that's just. For people to tweet Space Jam 2 information to. Right. And it it insta-deletes the tweets (laughs) after they're sent. Uh, Okay, Um, Griffin, I'm ready for that, y'all. Here it comes, and it's from Rachel Rosen, Game Recognized Game. Thank you, Rachel. It's Yahoo Answers user. They are anonymous, but their name is Jorben. Asks, why do most butlers came from England? Why do most butlers came from England? No additional details provided or required. <laughs> hey, what's up? My name's Stevie, and I'm here to uh, polish street, polish your uh, polish your china. So, what do you got? Some silverware? Let me see that. <laughs> rub, rub, rub. Got it. My name's Stevie, by the way. I am from Minneapolis. Okay, straight talk. Real, real question here, brothers. Mm, Have yeah. you in your lives? ever actually encountered a butler oh geez a personal physical encounter with a butler like you've gone to someone's home we're not talking about we're not talking about like a open by a like an alfred pennyworth looking yeah. dude we're not talking about like a, 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 a you know a person you hire to help clean or whatever you're talking about an actual like besuited but yeah this is a person who like lives in the home who like answers the door and brings people to the parlor to meet the the master of the house i guess Um, not pretty much no no right yeah i I don't know that they exist Uh, i don't think i've been no they do exist i watched this amazing show called you can't get the help on uh it's it was from england um, but it see, was a, see, it see. was a rea- mm-hmm. it was a rea- yeah exactly. There's a long tradition there of 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 this sort of thing. I think culturally people understand it better there. Is and I'm just going to say the butlers are better yeah. in Britain is what I'm going to say. Wow, the, the I happen to think American butlers are the best. Justice. I mean, we okay. don't know, we don't know, they we don't, don't exist. Yeah, so that's the thing. Then the one one of the episodes I watched, this is your fella. This old fella was um, trying to find someone to take care of his weapon collection who could like really do it upright, like all his ancient weapons. And it was pretty much the episode was pretty much this stream of uh, young men coming in. Wanting to check out old weapons and him like grilling them about how sweet they were and then yeah. echoing that like they are in fact sweet and here's some sweet thing and, and like how you would swing them and stuff like that. Wow. And him like quizzing them on their application of how sweet they were to swing to be able to use these ancient weapons. Um, That's a cool life. It's a cool life. That's a cool life cool you've put life. together there for yourself. Congratulations to you. Can I become the world's first American butler? You, I think Griffin, I'd be pretty good you are at gonna it. Be, you've got so much to overcome. I don't think so. I like nice things, and I like people who like nice things. And I think I can. I think I can help their things seem nicer. That's what. That's what a butler does, right? They like, hello, I'm here to make the things seem nicer. Um, but say and, that in an American accent, Griffin. 
Oh, uh, hey, what's up? I'm Griffin. I'm here to make your things sing nicer. <laughs> no, you're Shit. not. You're here to rob me. Get out. No, I'm not. Look at my suit. Look at my cool suit. Look at my little mustache. It's fun and flirty. Let me inside and I'll make your things sing nicer. Mustache. Yeah, come on, let, come on into, what are you doing, what are you doing, oh, you're having friends over for chili. Hi, welcome, I'm Griffin the butler, please come in for chili, they have saltines. Let's get you out of those wet clothes. Uh, hold on. So the, the reason that we don't, I, I think the reason that we have not encountered um, an American butler is, in our day to day, is like, it would be, I would think, fairly expensive to keep a human on retainer, right? Like, mm-hmm. to keep a, a person who lives at your house and does shit for you would be expensive, right? Yeah. Yes. Bob Euchre's character was a sports writer, and his yeah. wife went to law school. What in the living fuck are they doing with a butler? Uh, first off, any butler, uh, but, but secondly, a, t- a, a butler of the butler. fucking, yeah. like, class distinction, and also warm-hearted, if I may, yeah. of Mr. Belvedere. I do not understand how they are affording Mr. Belvedere level talent on a sports writer's salary. It does. I cannot. It doesn't make and sense. his wife is racking up law school bills, and she's like, yeah, I'd love one. I'd like, love what, a butler. I, I assume I mean, an inheritance. Is that Did it? They inherit Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought of the inheritance of money, but now that you mention it, maybe, maybe Mr. Butler served uh, Euchre Senior, uh, yeah. inventor of the card game where all of his money came from, and then he sure. was just passed uh, Mr. Belvedere down to his son, Bob. I'd rather not. No, come on. Well, there's streaks on all the china. Uh, I, I, you know, I was not crazy about this, but when I saw the fucking streaks on the china, I was like, I gotta get in there and do my shit. Gonna get I nasty d- on them. I don't. I just don't get it. Like they just put that up there and expected us to all sort of swallow it, and I don't yeah. understand. It doesn't make sense how they could afford Mr. Belvedere. I don't get I, it. I might get on some love actually shit here for a second, but you know how um, when British people. Are in America and they talk, people are like, mm, that's fancy. Uh, and so that I think that's why I think that's why we make that association. I think the reverse would be true where if I went to London and I was like, Hey, what's up? I'm a butler, they would hear my particular manner of speech and they would be like, That's a fancy boy. Gotta have him in my house. Gotta have him, you know, wa- waxing my cars and teaching my kids some valuable lessons. That's what that's what it was meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. Is I would show up and I would make I would invite people into the parlor and I would ha- like help them throw great parties. But then the kids would come to me and they'd be like, I don't know about school and I'd be like, Fucking tell me about it, dude. And then they would be enriched. And you'd teach them to like skateboard and I'd teach them how to cool fucking skateboard and be, and be cool and how to like smoke. Yeah. I just want to know where to find an American butler. I just won't I just want to know about one American butler or maybe one of us could become the first I would hire um, Griffin as my butler. Yeah. Thanks Griffin Trap. Griffin would be a pretty good butler. I know. That's what I'm saying cuz I'll do I, he's I'll really do whatever sold the fuck. Yeah, I don't I won't complain, you know? Whatever the fuck. How is and a you, butler uh, different from a valet? They're not. I'm I'm not. not. I'm both. You can fire me whenever you want to, and I will not make a big deal out of it. That's like my number one thing. Like you, this is this is I'm at your leisure, and then I'm gone. Bye. And you guys, Richie Rich had a butler. He's American, isn't he? I want to seriously. I want to put you guys in the headspace for a second. There. Imagine okay. for Christmas that I said I am buying you one year of butler. Uh-huh. You each open the envelope, and yeah. it's just a name. It's like <laughs> Figginsworth, Mister uh-huh. Figginsworth. is coming to your house. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine? 
Just from like a social anxiety. Can you imagine the mental math? Knowing as what you do today, Mr. Figgazor shows up today. Can you imagine the mental math you would have to run every time? I would never ask him to do anything. No. Another plate of pizza rolls, sir? Yes. Thank you, Figgazor. I I wouldn't know. Can I ask him to clean the windows? I have no fucking clue. Can I ask him to go get my coat? It's right upstairs. I can just go get it myself. I don't, I don't. Shall I change the rechargeable batteries in your Xbox controller, sir? Yes, thank the, you. The thank only you. impact he would have on my house is like I would have to open up another account on Netflix so he could have like his own shit. Because yeah. like other than that, I cannot fathom a world where I'd ask him to do anything. Like I would have the confidence to ask him to do anything. No, I'll get that Figginsworth. Can I do? No, your I'll get it. No, please, please, please. It's fine. You always do it. Well, sir, I. You always do it, Figginsworth. <laughs> Take a break. It's your day, Figginsworth. Today's, Today's your what day. Do you look at the do. look I'm at the chore butler. look at the chore wheel, Figginsworth. It's your day off. <laughs> go fly a go, go fly a kite. Go buy and fly a kite, Figginsworth. Here's some money. I love you, Figginsworth. Hey, hey, I love hey. you, Figginsworth. Love you, love uh, you. Sorry, I didn't ask you to do anything this month. Maybe next month. Maybe next there. month. <laughs> You'll I'll have get it there, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Figginsworth. <laughs> would you like me to ask me to do stuff for you, sir? Yes, please. That would yeah, be that'd be great. His the thing about butlers they don't tell you is that they they have to take their time off while you're sleeping. Yeah. So if you go to sleep, that's when the butler really can play. And if you hear him roaming around your house sometimes, that's just because that's the only free time he gets. So he's got to make the most of it. Yeah. Hey, what does he do? What does he even? Did you what beat is... Dishonored Two while I was asleep? <laughs> yes, sir. I was playing that. I was playing asshole. that. You jumped onto my save. <laughs> I took care of it for you, sir. Well, it's like. I didn't need you to. I mean, I was struggling in, the, in that you. segment. Oh, you brought it down to low chaos. Nice, nice. Yes, Lord Gregory dies at the end. No, God, oh, Figginsworth. Come on, Figginsworth. You're fired. No, sir. No, no please. please. Oh, Not you're like right. this. <laughs> uh, here's another question. I was just informed a woman I know is throwing a quote play party, aka a swinger sex party, and I wasn't invited. There does not exist a reality in which I'd actually want to go to this party. However, she invited several of my friends, and I didn't make the cut. And I'm left wondering if this is because she views me as an introverted, awkward prude and not the potentially sexy, fun-loving lady that I am. How can I better exude a invite-me-to-your-orgy-I-don't-want-to-go vibe without being a creepy weirdo? And that's from Brooding on the Bacchanalia Blacklist. I don't get this question even a little bit at all. I love okay. this question. Let me tell I, you why. This uh, person, okay. This person is bummed that they did not get invited to a party they don't want to go to. Yeah, that's the like, thing. If you like, take all the sex out of it, that's what it boils down to. If somebody invited me to go to a, a swinger sex party, I would, I, would, I would say no thank I would say no thank you, and I would feel kind of uncomfortable having to turn down that invite. For anything, it's not because of the subject matter of the party, it's just like, when you have to turn down an invite to anything, it is a discomfort. When somebody scopes out my situation and says, I absolutely should not invite Griffin to this, because he would have to say no to that, they have done me a, a, a wonderful service, and I can't imagine, this is such a high stakes invite, are you fucking kidding me? To have to turn this down would be would be really rough stuff. This is such a great service this person has done for you. Yeah, you also you kindness. don't want to be the person at an orgy <clears throat> that's the pity invite. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's a real bummer. It's just the, like it, it's just it, it. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. 
and I'm going to invite you to this very personal pan party, and it's very personal, and I'm going out of limb. Do you want to come to the sex party? Uh, no. Ah, shit. I wish I hadn't invited you to the personal pan sex party. Um, like they do need a designated watcher and everyone though. Maybe that's something you could volunteer for. Just the person who watches all the sex sex stuff happening. Yeah, and puts you know number stickers on everybody to tell them how good they're doing. <laughs> or you could just be like into coat check. Yeah, you could do coat check. I don't understand. Or why maybe you're... just send an edible arrangement. You know what yeah. I mean? I couldn't make it. <laughs> Apologies. You you are the sort melon. of person. That the, you were the sort of person that wouldn't want to go to an orgy. Mm-hmm. This you weren't invited to the orgy. It's a fucking your friend nailed slam it. Slam dunk. Like they crushed slam it. Dunk. Oh, we're gonna get another. Right. We're it's gonna a, we're gonna get an email from their friend that's just like, hey, I fucking crushed it. I had no advice needed. I fucking crushed <laughs> it with the evites on this fucking. I sent out some fun jib jab evites to my orgy, <laughs> and I fucking crushed it with who I invited. I got a one hundred percent yes, zero percent no rating. I thought about my friend Stacy, but then I was like, nah, she doesn't seem like she'd be down. And I saved us both a really uncomfortable uh, uh, no to that so yeah 100 eve i just wanted to brag crushed it jibjab.com go great comedy source what we're dealing I, with here is like a venn diagram with a very 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 small overlap and one says people who don't want to go to orgies and the other circle says people who want to be invited to orgies and you are the one person in the right. overlap <clears throat> that exists i um, we should. I, I think I, there's a delineation between orgy and swinger sex party. I just want to make sure that we acknowledge that there is that. We and, understand there's a difference. It's just like we're trying to use efficiency of language here. Okay, fine. Yeah, we, we, we get it. I have a speech impediment. I'm not very good with my s's, so I like to stick with non-s words. Thank you very much. There are no. There's no like. There's no judgment here at no, all. One hundred percent. This is fantastic. I'm so glad it's happening. Go America or whatever country this is happening in. I do have an issue. Why do you know about this party? <gasps> Someone oh, at some point shit. is doing this so fucking wrong. <laughs> to me, you just, it's just implied. Obviously, you don't tell people that you're going to a fun sex party with some people they know. No, Damn, that's a good point. And it's it's not it is not a ju- I don't think it's a judgment thing as much as like it's just uh, more fun that way. It's just not done. It's well, just not only it, that, it's but unprecedented. With any party, especially if you're because this is how I imagine the invite goes. It's like a one on one. It's not like you stand up in the break room and go, "Hey, by the way." having a party later if anybody wants to come so clearly in this one and one-on-one invite you know that there's some exclusionary tactics happening here so for yes. you to then on any party go around being like yeah got invited to a party did you like no that's not how you deal with that check this that's shit a- check this a- shit out though sex parties off and popping and it's going so good and lots of love making going on it's great and then who walks in? It's fucking Anderson Cooper. And he's like, there's a mole. And then all of a sudden, we get that fucking retur- revival of the mole that we've all been waiting for. But it's like a very, very, very erotic mole. That would be, that would be the fucking best good. television show that has ever aired. Are you, ki- on, are yes. you kidding me with this rating? I need bonanza. you two to stop with this bonanza you're having and take this quiz on who the mole is. Can we wait? I'm almost finished with my bonanza. Yes. <laughs> You can wait. Yes. It's fine. I'm the designated watcher for this one anyway. So continue the bonanza. 
please enjoy your bonanza. Just know I- that the love you make may be with the mall. Well, sh- you've ruined it. <laughs> I have or no problem better. with that, Anderson. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't want to make love have, to the I mole. I might have underestimated how much people cared about not having sex with the mole. I will say this. The mole is fucking smoking hot and really good at doing it. So, <laughs> so you got that going for so you. So you got that. Maybe you don't want to vote him off the island or however the mole works. It's I, been a long time. Think, I just can't see a world where Ahmad Rashad doesn't try to sneak in there, though. Like, yeah. It seems like he would definitely want to be the guy. Like... I don't think I don't think Anderson can handle this one on his own. I do need to just go ahead and yeah, handle, help out, help him on this one, on this match. One of the two hosts is a mole, but we won't tell you which one. <laughs> Man, I missed the mole. Fuck, yeah, mole was a good show. It's a good uh, television show. All right, time to go to the money zone. Follow me. I'll show you the way. We. Gotta tell you about it. Gotta tell you about a box I got yesterday. Not mm. yesterday. It was a few days ago. I opened it and my nose was full of the of the uh, passionate smell of a beautiful beautiful blooms. A bunch of beautiful blooms because it's from Pro Flowers. Because it's that time of year where Pro Flowers sends us flowers, and all of a sudden I have flowers in my house. And at first I panic because I'm like I don't know what to do with these things. But then I remember you just sort of look at them and smell them, and they're great. Because they, and- they, what is it, Travis? Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I can give you a 99% guarantee from my brother, my brother, and me to you that these flowers will not contain a listening device. Oh, no, no listening devices here. That's not how Pro Flowers does it. If, it, nope. if, you, if there's a listening device, it was planted there by, you know, I guess the whatever postal service delivered them. Um, so they have really, they have, these are great flowers, good prices. Um, and right now you can get two dozen assorted roses with a free glass vase for twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. That's what we've got. Beautiful vase with some beautiful roses. It really lightens up the kitchen. And can um, I tell you a secret, Griffin? Please. You can reuse that vase. Yeah, no, I, I realized we put it on this on the counter, and I placed it in between two identical vases that we have uh, full of some lovely, uh, like, gemstones. Uh, don't break into my house, though. Please, they're not real gemstones. I don't just have a big <laughs> urn full of rubies and emeralds. Um, but right now, the only way to get two dozen assorted roses with a free glass face starting at twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty nine. I just. I know. I said twenty, and then a bunch of nine sounds. It's twenty nine ninety nine. Just go to proflowers dot com. Use the code my brother. That's proflowers dot com. Click on the microphone and type in the code my brother. Don't wait. This deal expires soon. No Valentine's Day is coming up, and a lot of people are just looking for like a fun, special way to celebrate. Here it is. This is it. You found it. You found it. I would uh, like to tell you about Casper. Yeah, it's a mattress company that's done changed the mattress game. Yeah. I got two in my house. One that I sleep on in my bedroom, and one that I sleep on. In the nursery, when my baby's being real fussy and I don't want to bother uh, my wife, uh, I put my baby in her crib and I sleep in the on the Casper mattress in the nursery and everybody sleeps okay, I'll say. Not great, but the quality of the sleep is good. It's the baby screaming that is the biggest effect of the sleep and not the mattress. Um, that's just, that's a little insight onto the Travis McRoy sleepscape. Um but it has nothing to do with whether or not Casper is great, because it is. 
Yeah, it's a fucking great. It's a great, great old mattress. Uh, we got one in the guest room, and every time we have guests over, they always talk about how how sick it is. Um, have you talked about the free trial and return policy? Mm. You can sleep on a Casper for a hundred days with free delivery to the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and if you don't like it, mm, that's not possible. But you get painless returns, so no big deal. Um, Fifty dollars towards any mattress purchase can be yours by going to casper.com slash my brother and using promo code my brother all one word at checkout terms and conditions apply justin can you tell me about this next message yes this uh message is that the person who wrote the message wrote also wrote a book so they're kind of multifaceted yeah just writing a bunch of things a bunch of a bunch of different different like um vehicles it's called Systematic, How Systems Biology is Transforming Modern Medicine. And it explains how simple biological pieces work together to do complicated things. How the neurons in your brain work together to allow you to think. How the microbes in your gut might influence your weight and mood. How bamboo flowering schedules create swarms of rats in India every 48 years. And how gerbils in Kazakhstan get oh. bubonic plague. Can you, can you take another run at saying the name of that country? Kazakhstan? Kazakhstan? Well, agree to disagree. No, don't. There, I mean, there's no disagreement to be found here, sir. Try uh, whichever one of you that is interrupting me so rudely. Can I please just read the call to action? I mean, Pick I guess, book. I guess so. But just the country has a way of saying it. But go, go for it. Sorry. Um, pick up a. Co- I think this is like a Mexico, Mexico kind of thing. Definitely not. Pick but up go a ahead. copy of Systematic at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or your local bookstore starting February seventh, twenty seventeen. Uh, which is tomorrow. You can go get it. You should say what they said in their message, though, because they kind of, they kind of, they did throw a little shade. They said, which was definitely eleven months ago, but it wasn't. It's it tomorrow, wasn't. It's you tomorrow. fucking asshole. <laughs> Nailed. <laughs> <laughs> thanks not, for the money. Thanks for the money. But anyway, pick up book. systematic. Uh, now, a- now you can write a third thing. It's an apology note. Looking forward to it. Uh, I have a message here for Melanie. Uh, and it's from your little sister who says, happy birthday, Melanie. I love you so much. And to express just how much you mean to me, I chose the sweetest baby brother in the whole world to tell you so on your favorite podcast. You're my best friend and amazing older sister, and I love you tremendously. Here's to you. Um, this one is also- I miss you. miss you tremendously. Oh, what did I say? Kazakhstan. <laughs> I miss you tremendously. Here's to you. Uh, and this is supposed to go up in February. So we're uh, guys. I'm feeling good about how we're starting this year off with. Yeah, I mean, with regards to jumbotrons, and literally in no other regard, literally no other way. Am I cool with how the how we're doing so far? Except for this one way, we're doing it pretty good. The first ever very very fun day is coming to Tally Hall in Chicago on February 11th, with media sponsorship from WBEZ 91.5. Advanced tickets are sold out, but we will have a limited number of tickets for sale at the door. So come on out for a day jam-packed with five great Max Fun podcasts, four local shows, and a comic showcase. For more information, please visit MaximumFun.org slash Very, Very Fun Day. Another question here from a listener, and it goes a little Oh, no, we're going to do a Yahoo shush. Okay, wow. you're, the, you're the boss. Hmm. 
Media luminaries swinging his 30 yeah. under 30 around. How about this one from Morgan Davey? Keep it waving, Morgan Davey. It's from Yahoo Answers user Lisa R. who says, What is a good argument to convince my parents to let me have a two horses? Whoa. Hello. Hello. Hi. I've been dreading the conversation, convincing my parents to allow me to get another horse. Right now, I have a horse that I was going to use for barrel racing, which um, I, I'll interject here is when you stuff a horse into a barrel and then you stand on top of the barrel and you just kind of run with it all wacky. Um, but turned out to be better at Western Pleasure. And that's where I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to need one of y'all to Google. I know that means you're not going to pay attention to the rest of the question, but I must know what Western pleasure is. Travis, no, no, just one of you. I need one of you to listen to the rest of the question. Uh It is a Western style competition at horse shows that evaluates horses on manners and suitability of the horse. Couldn't have found a a better name. Yeah. Western pleasure. Fucking sick. We're going to get into horse manners here in a second. Why couldn't we just fucking... I'm going to start a new podcast, and I have zero time for new projects right now. I swore to I swore to myself, no new projects. But now I must have a podcast called Western Pleasure, and it's the, it's a it's a fan cast for Northern Exposure. Um, I uh, okay. Right now, I have a horse that I was going to use for barrel racing, but turned out to be better at Western Pleasure, and I have gotten very attached to this horse. Anyway, so now I'd like to add a new. That's sp- just a bad sentence construction. So it's good a f- at Western Pleasure. I have grown very attached to this horse. Uh, anyway, so now I'd like to add a new speed horse, and do not know how to come about this conversation with my parents. I feel like their main argument point will be, "Why do you need two horses? Please help mm-hmm. me." So we've we've done. Gosh, how many questions about horses? All of them. <laughs> Secretly, there's an undercurrent of horse in everything, and we've talked about convincing the parents to let me get a horse. This is a this is a new and exciting avenue for us, which is what if there's another one? Uh just a super quick sidebar. I did uh search Western Pleasure in iTunes, and while it returned no podcast, it did return a book. Oh, good. Handsome Ty Steele, a professional horse trainer, is looking to add to his income by offering horseback riding lessons at his horse farm. Unfortunately, he accidentally places his ad in the personal section of the local newspaper. Gordon Burkhart, recently transferred from New York to the Midwest, comes across the ad. His overactive libido causes him to misinterpret the ad as offering something far different than what Ty intended. Fucking yes. So what happens when Gordon arrives at the farm for his lesson? And that is the book by Terry O'Reilly called Western Pleasure, and you can get it for one ninety nine. Tear my fucking pants off, Western Pleasure. Hell yeah. What's Hell a good yeah, argument West- to convince my parents to let me have two horses, though? <laughs> um, f- I mean, here's the thing. The, you said uh, came up with the best argument. Uh, okay. But, did I, you just interrupt me, or is the fucking... I just interrupted. No, I just interrupted you. <laughs> God. <laughs> but I came up with a really good joke, and I didn't want to wait. I will uh, uh, the, 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 tra- the Travis McElroy story. Holy shit. <laughs> shit. You beat me to it. Fucking go for it then. Best argument for two horses. I have four legs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good joke. Damn it. You're right. All right. Worth it. But the legs would have to be. Sorry, Travis. The legs would have to be arranged. I am a centaur. Not, no, 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 no. See, dummy. It nope. can't be like that. It has you to broke be. broke joke. It has to be four horizontally aligned. A perpendicular I'm a line comb. Of, of legs. You have to be a comb. Right. I'm a human uh, centipede just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The best argument, and I'm being serious here because I want to seriously fucking help this person because that used to mean something around here. 
is you said parents plural s you got two parents two horses romantic rides romantic horse dates for the folks i'll use this motherfucker for western pleasure i'll use this other motherfucker for speed racing and then on the weekends you take him out to the ranch you're having a good time out there romantic time maybe you start feeling things that you haven't felt things have gotten a little bit stale going out on horseback is going to change all that hmm the problem is convincing your parents that two horses is not a case of diminishing returns because hmm. it, it you have to feed feed two separate horses now you have to like stable two separate horses now and yeah. you can't ride both of them you singular cannot ride both of them at the same time so i how do you convince your parents that it is an increase it is a return on investment and I think the answer is you have to convince them the horse is magical. Oh, mm, okay. Not this that one, you need another horse general, yeah. but this, you need this specific horse. See, this horse is fire type. The one I got now, fire type. And so when a water type comes around, I'm fucked. So I need to get me a grass type horse. Mm-hmm. Um, that can. Just kidding. All horses are grass type. It's all they eat. It's silly geese. Uh, here's what you got to do. I got a solution for you on this one. This one, I got a solution for. What you're going to do is you're going to buy two horses before your parents find out. Oh, I see. Once they're, um, once they are both there, you marry them. So you're there. And then your parents are like, you've got to sell one of these bad boys. And you say, well, mom, dad, they're married. Yeah. So, um, no, I don't think. That I'm going to sell one because they're a married pair of They're a of married horses. couple. I do like, Justin, in the scenario that you have assumed that the person asking this question is someone who has the means to purchase two horses. They're just afraid of the condemnation oh. from their parents. I thought you were going to say the means to marry a horse, at which point I was going to just jump through the internet, Travis, and tell you everybody can marry a horse. It's all make-believe. And we're all just having make-believe fun when we talk about these things. I could go out and marry two horses right now. I could I could marry two dogs if I wanted to. I guess that's true. Technically I, speaking, he's I couldn't he's come point. up with any argument. Yeah, yeah. There's no argument against. Mar- yeah, absolutely. So I think if you marry the horses, then legally your parents can't make you sell either one of them. Yeah, Man, marry them of- to each other, or you marry them. No, you marry them to each other, Travis. Okay, I just Justin just wanted to make sure we all understood what page we were on. You were on a bad page. No, no, no. I just wanted to make sure everyone you, you, knew what page we all three were on. You fucking choose, choose your own adventure novel, and you got ate by a Yeti, sir. <laughs> and then Justin, I married the Yeti. You married the Yeti. You loved the Yeti very, very much. I'm going to ask another question. The other day in my intro to criminal justice class, a student took out a whole lemon and started to peel it. And then he asked me for the time. So I told him, and he went, oh, okay, in a sad tone of voice, and put his partially peeled lemon back in. (laughs) He put his his partially peeled lemon back into his back, almost ashamed of his actions. (laughs) My question is this. (laughs) <laughs> what should I do if this situation comes up again? What is the code word that I can use so I can get this man to enjoy his lemon in class? I think he's some kind of citrus sleeper agent, and I need advice. And that's confused and citrus on court. <laughs> this is 
We have been getting, listen, before we talk about this, I just want to say, we have been getting some fucking all-time oh, no questions yeah, from the last, like The past months. few weeks yeah. have been all-time questions, and I can't thank you enough for making this show palatable. Um, there's so I, many, there's so many, I love our listeners, and I believe, I listen, I believe you. If you come to us with a question, that, that is a sacred bond of trust you put forward. I believe you. Except I don't believe this person because there's so many there's so many angles to this dangle that is just un- unimaginable. The fact that this person was apparently going to eat a lemon is like not even chief among them, but that they un- unpeeled, they unspooled this lemon a little bit, found out that the time was bad or wrong, and then put the partially unpeeled lemon. Just going to let some of the raw flesh of the fruit touch the inside of my Jansport. What? <laughs> this, this kind of thing always makes me feel, oh, I'm an old man now. I'm 33. I'm not as hip as I used to be. This always makes me fear like that this is a reference or a meme or some kind of internet joke. That yes. was like a setup that like you were supposed to respond a certain way. And like, what's the fox say? And you're like, this is math class. What are you talking about? What are you talking uh, about? Okay. This is a ga- oh, this right. was a gag from last night's American Dad. Well, he didn't fucking see that, of course. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Start. So you're saying that the, you're person? saying that after they asked for what time, you should have looked at them dead in the eyes and said, "What's up?" Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's Here's exactly what you do. It. Here's what I think the proper response is in this situation. They start peeling the lemon. They say, "Excuse me, do you have the time?" You do a dramatic take, make eye contact with them, and whisper. It's the sour hour, and then just everything goes crazy. <laughs> I mean, I I think you could even be more on the nose than that, and just say it's time for me to watch you apparently eat a lemon, <laughs> like one like one might eat a delicious tangelo, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So please don't 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 cock block me again. I gotta watch this pop off. Please, I've been thinking about it all week since you bailed on me last week. You left me devastated. I do enjoy the image of a person who attends their class with a lemon and not a phone. So they have the one thing, they do have a lemon with them. They left the house today with a lemon and not a phone. Yeah. Doesn't this make, this reminds me of like those logic puzzles where it's like um, uh, two men meet at a restaurant and order albatross and say for old time's sake. And when they take a bite, they flink themselves off a bridge. Like, this is like, there's some explanation here that I just yes. don't understand. And it's like, well, you have to know that lemon is also another word for, and it's like, ah, it no. all makes sense now. Is there possibly maybe like a university-wide protest, a very subtle protest? We're like, <laughs> All right, at noon, at we're noon? all going to eat our lemons. Right, we'll all eat a lemon at the same time. I mean, maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're onto it. Maybe it's just this person feels like being very disruptive today. So they take a big, juicy bite of their lemon while the professor's talking about criminal justice. And he's like, what's well, really important to understand about jurisprudence. And then this person's just like, chomp. Oh, can you please, do you mind not doing that in the middle of my class? Hey, it's le- it, we're allowed to eat. I looked it up in the bylaws. Hump. <laughs> canker sores. Oh, the canker sores are so, are they're barking. Is it is it maybe a flash mob? Is there maybe a flash mob happening? And this person's one role in the flash mob is to eat a lemon at an exact moment. There's like some improv everywhere shit. I don't know. Exactly oh, but they what, missed it. They missed they, it. Like That's they, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they. Yeah, it's not that they're too early; it's that they're too late, and the the, the whole fucking uh, 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 mouse trap 
style like uh uh what's the word for like uh, the rube goldberg machine oh that they was were kicked off start the, it yeah exactly oh, them eating shit. the lemon was just to start it so there's just a flash mob like waiting at 1201 like uh, come on jerry come, come on. on and then jerry shows up to class at 101 because they forgot about daylight savings time and it's like what time is it and you're like it's 101 you're like oh Oh no, <laughs> the mob's gonna be so mad at me. They plan on doing a flash mob to Led Zeppelin's The Lemon Song, and then they're like, ah, fuck, I even brought the prop. Guess I gotta eat it now. <laughs> um, this is amazing. I can't imagine. It's so good. Is there another good question that you wanna do? Um, my office puts a 1,000 piece puzzle in the break room. Oh man. For everyone to work on. When finished, a picture of the puzzle is taken, displayed, and a new puzzle is put out. Although people work on the puzzles, I'm always the one who completes them. Nice. Am I good? Or should I let someone else know the sweet satisfaction of putting in that final piece? And that's from Puzzled in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, <sighs> this is a good question, but also I want to address the fact that you work at an office. We're hanging on the walls. A guest might come into your office to do business and see a fucking framed picture of just like a bunch of balloons. <laughs> it's like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. You guys are really into balloons and... What is that? Ice cream? And that's uh that's the album cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Boy, you guys are into a lot of diverse topics, I see. I love this super cool Pixar slash Google workspace where the bosses are like, No, we don't care if you spend hours on end in the break yeah. room working on a puzzle. Whatever. We're well, cool it's a, here. It's a pu- it's a puzzle QA facility. So uh, it is part of their here's what I would do. Fucking mix it up. Are you ready for this? When you're about to put in the final piece of the puzzle, put something underneath the puzzle, flip it over upside down, mm-hmm. oh. wait for someone to enter the room, and then put the last piece in. Oh, fuck. And they'll look shit. at you and you'll just be like, that's how I do it. Fucking Bobby Budnick from Sleet Your Short yeah. Style. I put the puzzle in, like I could put it together backwards. I feel like the picture is cheating. That is so And you become a fucking office legend. I have another way of doing a good, and that is, just when you're about to crush it, you call everybody in. Guys, come in here. I'm about to crush this puzz. Folks, come in to watch you smush the puzz, and you get that last piece, and you're like, here it goes, and you like hold it way up in the air like you're going to slam dunk it, like, oh, and you're bringing your arm down, and everybody's like cheering and clapping because they're about to be set free from the puzz, and then you spring your arm down, but then your arm hooks and crooks, and you put it in your mouth, and you eat it, and then everybody's like, whoa, yo, James, what the fuck, and then you say... There's the final piece of the puzzle is you. <laughs> Teamwork and is the final piece. Teamwork is the final piece of the puzzle. And everybody claps. Now you're the boss. You've inspired everybody. <laughs> and they take a picture of this this puzzle without a piece. And all of a sudden, it's like an office episode. Because it didn't go right, but they learned something. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just frame the puzz? Why do they take a picture? Of the, is that for like, so we could do it again later? Uh, do they have that few puzzles? Yeah. We got to keep this. This is a fucking Prima strategy guide on balloon puzzle. <laughs> What if we get a picture as a reference for the next time? Like it looks like this when it's done. <laughs> That'd be sick. If I fucking worked at an office and they had me put together a thousand piece balloon puzz and it took me a month and then all of a sudden they brought in and like, guess what? Same balloon puzz. I'd be like, fuck yeah. All right, guys, let's get it together. We know the green one's there at the bottom left and let's just work from there. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I think being the person to finish the puzzle, I get it. Yeah. Can you imagine being the person to start the puzzle? What would be worse than that? Like, 
if I see a pile of puzzle pieces, I'm just going to keep on walking. There's mm-hmm. no force on heaven or earth that's going to make me start the sorting process. Unless no you way. find those tasty corners. You find those corners, and then all of a sudden you're like, my work here is done. Everything you do will be built on the back of my major accomplishment here. I am now the now I'm the puzzle master. You know, ooh, um, ooh, that's what you when you get to that last piece, you take that last piece, you go out in the office and you find the person who's been having a rough time. Maybe like they just lost the big account and you walk up to them and you like kind of flip it to them like you're flipping them a quarter and you're like, you need this more than I do. And, and it like fu- they it fucking they lands get in their coffee. The buzz. They can switch the puzzle. Yeah. One thing that you could do is um, take early on in the process, steal one piece of the puzzle, mm-hmm. and then um, put it in a giant sack of foam waffles and make them like slip around and f- look nice. for it. That's how um, Mark Summers invented Double Dare uh, at his office, and he got fired for that. But then he got a job at Double Dare, so it all worked it out. It all worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing you could do is buy go to Spencer's Gifts mm-hmm. and bring bring like $100 because you're going to want to purchase a lot of fun stuff in there. But you buy a sexy erotic puzz, um, just like a good doing it puzz. And then everybody's putting together this balloon <laughs> puzz at work. And then you go in to finish it. You shut and lock the doors. You throw that balloon <laughs> puzzle away and you put down this finished sex puzzle. And then when people come in, you'd be like, yeah, I guess we just couldn't see it until it was finished. But <laughs> oh, damn, I, damn, Jerry, you picked up a pretty fucking erotic puzz, bud. <laughs> a lot of hunks in this puzzle. A lot there's of a hunks. Hunky, a lot there's of tr- a hunky, hunky puzz. A lot, of, a lot of fucking trouser dogs in this one, huh, bud? <laughs> the, hey, hey. Jerry, this this puzzle is called Western Pleasure. That's How did you not fucking man. figure that out? I mean, it's fucking good. It's tasteful and like very like <laughs> sexy, very but like I also <laughs> thought it was going to be balloons. I'm as surprised as anyone. Right? Here. Yeah. I thought balloons until the moment I put the dick one in, and then and this one piece did have the dick in it. Then you fucking reach down, you pop a piece out, and you shift the rest of the puzzle a little bit. It's fucking one of those ventricular ventricular dealies, and all of a sudden it turns into balloons as soon as you pop that one piece out. What mm-hmm. is this sorcery? That's another thing you could also do. Folks, that's going to do it for us this week. I'm my brother, my brother, and me. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. We last week put out the trailer for our TV show. If you want to watch that, uh, you could check out CISO's Facebook page or CISO's YouTube channel or just find – I mean, it's not hard to find media. It's 2017. Just, like, find it. Find it on YouTube and wherever. Go watch it. A lot of people liked it. That, that was very gratifying. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for, we're going to like more and more stuff. So this is going to keep coming out until the show comes out on the 23rd. I am holy shit guys. That's very soon, huh? Two weeks, two weeks. Holy yep. shit. All right. Well, um, I think, I think everybody's going to dig it. So if you don't, please don't tell us cause I'm the podcast can be bad. Like we've made like 4,000 of these, whatever, but we only made six of the TV show. And it, so if you think it's bad, it would hurt my feelings very much. Yeah. It would hurt, hurt feelings um and uh if you we've heard from a lot of people i just want to clarify this on the show we've heard from a lot of people who do not live in america and as such uh have difficulty um accessing CISO. i'm sorry for that very very sorry for that 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 situation exists uh we also have like no there's no reality in which we have any control over that whatsoever um and the CISO people are smart people i mean if they could just flip a switch i'm sure i'm sure this it is not because they hate Canada and you know like it's there's yeah. there's like bonkers licensing stuff um involved. I mean, I'm which we also have no yeah I, I we're talking about we have no idea. 
But um, uh, ask them. Like that's the best thing you can do. Just tell them on Twitter, like, "Hey, I live in this area, and I'd really and like to watch be, this show." I understand people are frustrated. Please don't be like mean about it and be like, "Fuck you guys." That's that. That's they were really they were really nice, and they let us make a TV show with a lot of money. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Um, be nice. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Can I do that? Can I do? Can I do that? Please do. Hey, thanks. That was that was oh. it. Also, to the international thing, I did want to say, um, if history is any indication, there will be one episode of the show that is freely available on YouTube. So everybody will at least be able to watch one episode of it, I believe. Uh, We're also working on an event uh, on the 15th of this month that we're going to be streaming. um, And we are going to be doing, you know, kind of a press event showing an episode and uh, doing a Q&A afterwards, which you should be able to watch. Uh, watch our, our, our Twitter stream and our Facebook page for the details on that. Yeah, but, we should know more by next week's episode, so hopefully we'll have the details then. But we want to make sure we get as many people included as possible. Uh, thanks to Max Fun for having us. Go to MaxFunFun.org. Check out all the great podcasts there. Um, uh, congrats to Jesse and Teresa having another baby. Um, very, oh, also- very exciting. The the Portland show sold out very very quickly. Oh yeah, um, there's a thread started on the Facebook group uh, for people who uh, weren't able to get tickets and are looking for tickets because there's always like you got tickets and then you found out you had to work that night or something and you're not able to go. Um, if you do end up with tickets that you're unable to use, posting in the Facebook group is a super cool thing to do. Um, and we know it sold out really quick. Um, and and we apologize that they went so fast, but hopefully. There will be some ticket exchanges made and some people who weren't able to attend are able to go. If you're going to be at that show and you have questions, you can start sending them in now. Just put Portland Live Show in the subject line so we can start grouping those questions together. Um, and we'll see you there. Uh, you all want that final? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to give it to you then. Here it comes. It's from uh, – it was sent in by Dana Scarborough. Thank you, Dana. It's by Yahoo Answers user C who asks – are flautists capable of expelling poison darts from a flute? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but if it's an actual conversation, I don't know where it's headed. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You said it actually better than I did, so I have to think about what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, this this, this is the straight talk that that you're going to get on this show. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts.